0: All right, welcome in. We're here. It is the NTT time. Um, really exciting for everybody that made it, at least. Um, those who didn't, uh, it's sadness, you know. Everyone's a little, a little bummed, um, including our very own coach, JKB here. How you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, We're not talking about the RTT today, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's too bad. There's some hot teams down there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year with okay. a good recruiting class, right? Yeah, right. Right, one. Yeah, um, we're going to actually start out with um, Region Two. So we got Clearwater, the Illini, um, coached by Coach J. Um, number fourth ranked, sixteen and two, number sixty-two strength of schedule. Um, they're going up against Annapolis, the Lakers, with coached by the Bean. Rest in peace, um, Kobe Bean Bryant. I'm guessing that's what it's named after. They are yeah. the Lakers, after all. Um, with a short team, but kind of a fun yeah. team, you know. They spread the ball out, and they just kind of see what happens. I love that uh, Wyatt Bandy and Keaton Allen are just, uh, I mean, they're doing pretty good at rebounding for being only six-six. You know, and this- they
1: spread the ball around, so you don't know who's going to do it, right? You kind of got to pick and choose who you're going to defend. Somebody else might pop up. They're sneaky, Maybe.
0: I mean, what a run. I mean, they only won six games all year before the conference tournament, and they won three. Uh, they just rolled through, uh, they rolled through conference five tournaments, so congratulations on making the NTT. Uh, Clearwater. is a really good team. So, obviously, number four, 62 strength of schedule. They're number 10 in up, up, opposing true shooting percentage. They play great defense. Number nine in uh, true shooting margin. Number three in steals. Number two in blocks. So this is a defensive team, and that's what they really pride themselves on. Annapolis, on the other hand, is number two in three points attempted. They they just let it fly from three. That's, that's their game. And then they're only number five in t- turnovers, so they don't turn the ball over. Uh, what do you see in this game? Well, obviously, I think we're going to talk about
1: Clearwater the most. Yeah. Um, they're a top seed, and they've been to th- Three straight elite eights. So, I mean, these guys are tried and true. They're tested. They're kind of ready to go. It's hard to see anything going backwards here. Clearwater is feels like they're destined to make another deep run.
0: Yeah. So actually, they haven't. Um, I know it's a little confusing on the news. Like,
1: new. Oh, you are right. You know what? Yep. We got to get my head straight now. They've been they've been ranked in the top eight three straight years, but they actually haven't been making the deep run. So now I might have to stop and
0: think. What do you have to say? <laughs> 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 no it's it's fine i think they're pretty good uh i mean obviously they're very very talented cody peters averaging 22 points a game that guy is a monster um dustin Edwards is a great point guard you know 15 points and almost eight assists they really move the ball around it but this team's about defense and they're really good at that and that's all led by jordan morris wow. the, man, the seven footer their defensive anchor, averaging 4.5 blocks a game. You got to love it. Yeah, and he doesn't disappear on offense either because he dishes almost five times a game. Yeah, that guy's fun to watch, and obviously Cody Peters, he gets all the girls and all the accolades, but Jordan <laughs> Moore is, is a beast. So He's I grinding, just, yeah. I see Clearwater moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, next, we got Fort Wayne, the Wombats, coached by Dave Moore, 31. Uh, the number 29 team, 173, strength of schedule, 16-2 and two out of Conference 20, uh, going up against the Pierre Beagles. Pierre has not been to the NTT in a while, but they made it after getting that large bid. I mean, Conference 22 has been on the rise. Um, their shooting guard, Christian Cortez, their uh, sh- freshman shooting guard, looks pretty good. Pierre is the number 10 team in free throws attempted, the number 10 team in assists, and then the number 10 team in blocks, Uh, whereas Fort Wayne is the number four team in free throws attempted, Uh, and that's it. So you can expect that these two teams will go to the line a lot, I'm guessing. Uh, What do you see in this matchup?
1: So, man, if you want to look at the experience factor, it seems you want to talk about Pierre the most and, and a team who is battle tested playing in a tough conference an 18th ranked strength of schedule. So you want to say, boy, these guys look like they're ready to do something and you feel like they they can play with other teams. They can take a big team and knock them down. Maybe they beat Billings. Who's a 26th ranked team. Um, So it's not like they disappear on the big stage, but, boy, they put everything on those freshmen. Yeah. And look at Pierre. It's just, it's just Cortez and Lewis, the shooting guard and the small forward and everything runs through them on the offense. They get all those shots, but you switch over and you look at Fort Wayne. And this is a team with a top 10 ranked senior class, 16, sim hoops, eight hardwood. So Mm -hmm. they're a team that relies on their experience. So, you you get excited about Pierre and 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 their competition level, but then Fort Wayne is just it's the kind of guys you want to get behind, and and you really want to invest in these seniors. These guys have been starting for three four years, and and it looks like they've gelled. They've I, won eleven I lean 11
0: straight experience that's big.
1: Yeah, I mean I lean I lean towards that experience if I had to make a pick. It's an ugly pick though.
0: Yeah, it's tough, um, but they've won eleven straight. You know they're the kings of. Uh, they're the kings of Conference Twenty. No one holds a candle to them. I mean, right. they got some, there's some good teams in there, but uh, they just look like they're on a run. Um, and
1: on top of that, experience. They man, they play it safe with their game. They have less than ten turnovers a game. They take four three
0: pointers a game. I mean, this team is really calm and controlled with the ball. Yeah, yeah. So I think when it comes down to it, I'm interested to see who. Who's going who's gonna to really exert themselves for Fort Wayne? Because it seems like anyone could on any given night. And can Can Fort Wayne slow down the freshman duo? Are they ready for the moment? Are they ready for the spotlight? So, should be a good matchup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, next up, we got the number four seed, Independence, the Communist. Um, that's a little <laughs> awkward. Uh, coached by CDC yes. out of Conference 18 versus um, the Norman Tech, later Gators, uh, number 13 seed. Uh, not the best recruit rankings, but, you know, this guy, this coach, strat- strategy. Um, I mean, he, he gets the most out of his He's been around a while, too. This guy knows the game inside oh, and yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they got Nicholas Flynn. That's their, that's their main everything, 20 points a game. 3.3 uh, 3 assists, only 0. 0.9 turnovers for him. Uh, Norman is the number – Norman is not uh, top ten in any statistical category, whereas wow. Independence is uh, number two in uh, three points allowed. So they really shut down the perimeter, but they don't do anything else. Outstanding. Um, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, five seasons ago, Norman had a zero-win season. They were the wow. – Last team in the entire league,
1: 0-24. And they haven't even really been building since then. I mean, 8-5-6 and 8 wins. And so all of a sudden this year they come up. They haven't done it by recruiting well. I I, I don't think there's anything really good I can say about them. If you look at their schedule, here's what's happened. They have played 15 games. Now, what is this? More like 13 games against teams that they can walk over. And then they played these five games against real teams. Uh, San Antonio Horror, who is undefeated in number two. Every time they played against a team worth anything, they've gotten demolished. And everyone else, they've demolished. So there's no litmus test for them. Either they're they're stomping a bad team or they're getting stomped by a good team. Guess what? You're in the NTT. I think it's time to get stomped again.
0: Yeah, they're actually the last team that made it into the NTT. Oh, Uh, nice. So they made it over Lancaster, over Twin Falls, yeah. uh, over Brunswick, over Dearborn, Phoenix, um, do you, Anchorage. Do you think these guys, would, think these guys would win a play-in tournament if, if, that, uh, if that system was in place? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, um, I mean, anything's possible. But, you know, it just seems like they're wiping up on the lesser competition and making it into the NTT. So, hey, good for them. I'm not going to fall a team for making it. but um, I mean, there's some teams that are deserving in there, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping they recruited a winner recruiter
1: too and they can take advantage of this, uh, this fortuitous finish to the season because being in the NTT
0: is nice. Um, I hope they get something out of it because I don't think it's going to be a win. So Joseph Pearson, the center senior, um, yep. he helped bring in the 41-7 class. So obviously that class is strongly predicated on him, 60% from the field. Ninety-one percent from the free throw line. I mean, this guy's averaging. Yeah, he he can do it all. He can defend. He can pass. He can score. He can rebound. Um, they need to get him the ball more.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, at this at this point in the season, you got to focus on your best players, and he he's their best player. They they, they go a lot to their small forward Hannah Bell, um, mm-hmm. who, who's
0: solid. But you're right. This time of year, you got to go with your best. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I like. I like, obviously, I like independence in this game. Um, Let's keep moving. Uh, We'll look at the 5-12 matchup. We got Salt Lake City, the Deasons, going up against the Reno Rollers out of Conference 27, one of three teams from Conference 27 that made the NTT. Um, So uh, that's the first time they've ever done that. Salt Lake City is uh, number 20 with a 16-2 record, 155 strength of schedule. They're number 10 in opposing free throws attempted. And they're number one in steals, um, whereas Reno is the number forty-six team, twelve and six with a fifty-third uh, strength of schedule. They're not top ten in any statistical category in the NTT. So uh, we look at this matchup. I don't know. What do you see? Is there anything that any players or that stick out to you or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So Reno is a freshman-built team. They've done nothing over their over the recent history. Uh, been in the DTT four straight years. They brought in a top 25 freshman class. Uh, It's 26 slash 25 for the freshmen. Uh, Two of them are starting and they're playing great. They get a freshman power forward, little undersized, Steven Stewart. He's six foot eight, dropping 20 points a game, seven rebounds, 1.6 assists. The guy does not turn it over either. 0.6 turnovers. So He's shooting the lights out, 65% true shooting percentage. And they have not had an easy schedule. So he's playing against real teams. Mm -hmm. They came out the beginning of the season, beat Phoenix and Montgomery, two teams in the top 64. Uh, Looks like one's in the NTT and one isn't. So they've already beaten an NTT team in the second game out of the season. Um, Went through the ringer in their conference. And again, like you said, this conference sent multiple teams I, I think they're real, but I think it's a shame because he's up against a pro.
0: Yeah. So we'll look at it, they're just really balanced. They got it. They got all they got the big man center that can pass and play defense and rebound. Tanner Inue, the freshman small yeah. player, that guy he's a beast. He can defend, he can he can score, he can do it all. Zachary Beck is a great power forward. I love the way he plays too. Uh doesn't pass it a lot, but they're pretty low on turnovers as a team overall. I like the balance and Austin self you know I mean this guy went from last year you know last year he was uh, he was coming off the bench and this year he starts playing uh point guard I like the way he plays. I think he could score more if he had, if he had the opportunity to take more shots, but they like to, they like to share the load, which is always nice when it comes to the NTT.
1: I remember talking about these guys during the preseason. We were really looking at this team, especially with that great freshman class. We knew Tanner Unouye was blue blood. We knew he was going to be one of the elite players of the class and probably start taking over the league at some point. But yeah. Zachary yeah. Bax was the X factor, and guess what? He came through. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zachary Bax has 12.6 rebounds a game, 1.6 steals as a forward. Yeah. And this guy plays all over the court. And all this is only in 26 minutes a game. So, coaches resting up his players, keeping them fresh, and – they're just so talented.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited to see the Stephen Stewart-Zachary uh, backs matchup. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Warner Nolan's going to struggle with injury because he's just such a good defender. But, um, yeah, can, can uh, Stephen Stewart take advantage of Zachary backs? I guess we'll see. If he needs to, and if he yeah. does,
1: that's where the upset comes from.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, next one, we got Rockbird. Rockford. They are the number two seed, number five, 17-1 out of Conference 14. They come back from a Sweet 16 appearance last year, and they're bringing back – they brought back the gang, and they added to it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they have some really solid players, Jonathan Brown, Caden Keyes, Darian, Darian Alfred, going up against Des Moines Flyers. Uh, they won their conference tournament, snuck in as a 15-seed Uh, You look at this, and Tyler Bryan and Ethan Johnson, those two are their wings that just – they do everything for them. They have to rely on them so much, uh, but they're really good, and they can really light it up. Uh, I don't think they want to get into a a shootout against Rockford, but, I mean, you know, they might be able to keep it for a little bit. So Rockford is the number 17, and giving up free throws the number – 14 in true shooting percentage, number fourteen in true shooting margin, number ten team in counting margin, number one in assist, number four in points. Uh, and then you look at Des Moines and uh, Des Moines is number seven in three points allowed, and that's it. So and this is I believe, let me let me let me check this just to make sure, but this is uh, is this Des Moines' first uh, – nope, Des Moines made it on before.
1: Yeah, they, this is their third in a row now. They haven't played Ooh, yeah. that well okay. in the last couple of ones, but they've, they're, they're coming back and back and back. Yeah, what do you see in this matchup? Oh, so Des Moines, they have struggled so much with recruiting, bringing in new talent. They're kind of hanging on by a thread with this 311 senior class. All three are starting. But they've got a senior point guard with eight assists a game. They have a senior as their top scorer, a 6'8", small forward named Tyler Bryant. He's dropping 22 points a game on 58% true shooting. And they have another senior in the front court. a little undersized, Zachariah Herrera, is 6'6", but he is their top defender with 1.6 steals and 2.1 blocks. So their seniors are impact players. There's no depth. You can't really expect anything else to come out of this team. But again, you're, you were talking about how Rockford doesn't want to get in a shootout. They might need to pick up the
0: pace because if well, they I go – Des Moines doesn't want to get in a shootout. But yeah. you, you're, then you're right about
1: that. Des Moines needs to keep the pace low, let these seniors be fresh and play as many minutes as possible. Um, if Rockford runs it out and these guys get tired, that's the only talent they have.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I want to all their starters from a sweet things. They actually improved their starting lineup by tossing Joseph Leslie in there. So now they get his 10 points, nine rebounds and 1.6 blocks a game. Boy, they look like they just got better. How do you take a sweet 16 um, prediction? So Rockford comes in, they bring back all their starters from the Sweet 16 run, and they actually got better. They replaced one of their starters with a freshman class. Uh, Joseph Leslie stepped in at Power Forward. He's 10 points, 9 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 1.6 blocks. So an all-around contributor added to a team that was already rolling heavy. Um, you can look at them and say their strength of schedule wasn't great, but they balled out all season. They're coming off a good run. So it's hard to have low expectations for a team that you know can perform well in this environment.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love this next matchup, the 7-10 matchup. Um, We got Providence, the Iron Pigs, coached by Jag 99, going up against Concord, the Comets. So Providence uh, out of of Conference 2 is number seven in turnovers. They don't turn over the ball. They're number 28 overall, 14 and 4, 54 strength is schedule. And then Concord. Concord loves to shoot the ball. Um, they're number 37 overall, uh, 14 and 4, they're number four in a point opposing three point attempts and number eight in true shooting percentage. So they always have a great shooting team. Um, I really love Daniel Michael. That guy can just score, score, score. Um and play defense. He's a great defender, uh, Whereas Providence, you know, he, Dylan Devine, that guy, that guy's really great. So um, I'm excited for this matchup. I think it'll be a really good one I think whoever wins will push uh, Rockford in the second round.
1: I, I agree. I, I think it's Providence's game to lose. I, I love the experience they bring. I think they have a little bit better depth in their talent, and that's just from looking at the recruit rankings, really. They've been to the NTT a few more times. They've been around this experience a lot. I, I, I just love Dylan Devine. I, I think nobody stops him. Um, I think the people around him like to pass to him. He's got a, a, a point guard read and, a, and a, power, a small forward white, and they both love to dish the ball around, and he's their favorite target. It, the team is built well, and it looks like they know exactly what their job is when they get on the court. I, I like Providence.
0: Yeah, I think Providence is really good. I think it's going to come down to the Divine Michael matchup. Michael can really defend too. I recruited him, and uh, I was a little bummed I didn't get him, but I couldn't be too bummed because <laughs> I got a great class. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he's an excellent defender, excellent shot, excellent athlete. I remember good scouted. I think so. Three handles too. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Uh, I think. But the difference is that Providence has better supporting options around him, around Divine and. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, I got to call that matchup a wash because both players are really good. Right. All right, let's look at the next matchup. I really like this matchup. We look at Honolulu, the Orcas, number three. The number three seed out of conference 27. They're 15-3, and number 12 ranked, number 50 strength of schedule. um, Back. They want redemption after – they want redemption after – after getting um, beat in the finals last year, Terry Meyer. Has... <laughs> I <laughs> was going to talk about him if you didn't, so I'm glad we you said to, it. Right, we have to talk <laughs> yes. about Terry Meyer. You know, um, and you know the question is: Is he up for the big moment? You know, after after um, last year in the NTT final, doing that. I mean, they they dropped the ball against Dearborn too in the uh, preseason NTT tournament first round i mean when the when the lights are the brightest yes can they show up that's the question and i mean this team has all the talent in the world you know you look at justin anderson uh yeah no that's all right you look at justin anderson and Mm. see him he's 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 a monster i mean this team's great you know, so let's talk a little bit about Aurora real quick. Landon Lewis, uh, David, uh, David Lorette, um, two 25, 24 point scorers, really great, great story, 13 and 5 out of uh, Conference 21. Uh, Aurora is number nine in assist, they are number two in free throws attempted, whereas Honolulu. Is number eight in offensive rebounds, number seven in blocks, number eight in free throws attempted. Um, so it should be it should be a pretty good game. I'm excited, uh, but here's the thing: the lights are going to be shining as this, as this tournament goes on. What is Honolulu going to do? Oh, Terry Meyer, Terry Meyer. So he's having
1: a slightly better season this time around. He's a, he's actually becoming a very good contributor shooting the ball. Uh, His his total shot percent went from like 51% last year up to 59% this year. So he's taken some of the pressure off himself. He spreads it around more. Justin Anderson, uh, the beast at center, is more involved in the offense. So maybe Terry Meyer is in the right mindset of I don't have to do it all. And maybe he'll get the ball out of his hands in the final seconds of regulation and OT.
0: That's something the team has to be thinking about. That's what happens. Your point (laughs) is the one that holds it during crunch time um when i look at aurora you you know
1: it they're a good team there is some talent there and they played well against good teams but they bombed out in the first game of their conference tournament they lost to like a 230th ranked team i don't know if i can if i can put any of my credibility on the line (laughs) to talk about aurora coming out of this game with a victory uh they they give Lorette and lewis you were talking about them they they ball hard they score all the points they play a ton of minutes too the coach is probably riding them hard 31 and 32 minutes per game um yeah but boy when you lose game 16 as a one seed uh, and get bombed out by the eight seed in your conference tournament it's kind of hard to take you seriously especially yeah. again uh somebody who's coming back from being in the championship game
0: you know and they're they're going to get better they have a good coach it seems yes. like the team's on the up and up um but i think I don't think they're ready this year. I'm excited to see Landon Landon, Landon Lewis uh, mature, though. But congrats on making the NTT tough matchup. All right, let's look at the 6-11 matchup. we got the Baton Rouge 56ers, coached by uh, Menger, um, out of conference conference 11. uh, Get the uh, large bid. They're going against the Silver City Spaceman, number 43-109, strength of schedule. I mean, you look at Thomas Brady, uh, Tom Brady, um, is, <laughs> as he's called. You know, um, he's, he's, he's about to skip down here too. Check it uh, out; he's a senior. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Tom um, but you know, I mean, you look at Ben Rouge, and it's Anthony Mitchell and Liddell Rogers. So Ben Rouge uh, is number eight in steals. They're number five in three points attempted. Uh, nice. Where Uh, Silver City is number six in turnovers and uh, number 10 in three points attempted. So uh, what do you see in this matchup? So
1: when I look at Baton Rouge, I kind of worry about Baton Rouge a little bit. And the reason I worry about Baton Rouge is because I can't see their page right now. I, I don't know what C11 does for conference 11 does for them when they play through that season. So they, they go through, they beat Minneapolis, who's ranked 64th. They get stomped by Montgomery at 48. And then uh, they lose to Greensboro again. Uh, they lose to Greensboro twice. That's the 30th ranked team. So they, they kind of struggle to get momentum when they go through a season. I, yeah. You have big seniors doing a lot of things. And, and I know you want to rely on seniors when it comes to the NTT. Their shooting guard and their power forward. Anthony Mitchell and Lydell Rogers both hit for over 20 points a game and they keep their turnovers down. So I, I feel like I'm my, my roots. I love these low turnover teams. I love these teams that, that hit at the free throw line, take care of fundamental things like them, but man, such erratic recruiting and it, it feels like silver city really has put together a season. I love the seniors on silver city. Yeah, I love Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: What do you? What yeah, do you yeah. And Samuel Barber's pretty good, and I like Dawson Pierce too. Uh, right. Michael Johnson's a great, um, yeah, just a great like defensive rebounding um, big man, six eleven. You gotta love that. Um, they're a little small on the on the bench. I, yeah. think, they're little, I think they're gonna get get outmatched. Uh, personally, you know, Annapolis okay. just really powerful. You got those two seniors really going. I mean, you get them in foul trouble, it's a different story. But um, as it stands, I like, uh, yeah, I like Ban Rouge. So let's go through this um, real quick. Uh, I got Clearwater over Annapolis, uh, for, uh, Pierre over Fort Wayne, uh, Independence over Fort Meyer. Um I'm I'm taking Reno at the upset. Uh, yeah, five seat uh rockford um providence honolulu and bandage uh and then moving on i got i got uh in the sweet 16 i'm going to take uh clearwater over independence and i'm going to take honolulu over rockford and honolulu going to the final four over clearwater yeah i see st lou uh salt lake
1: city Making uh, a pretty good impact in here as well, just based on the raw raw talent with mm-hmm. the new and backs. But I don't think they get into the Final Four conversation. So, okay, who's your Final Four pick? <laughs> I mean, I, I keep looking at Honolulu, and it's it's hard to bet against them because this team knows how to coach them up. It knows how to match up. The
0: talent is great. I'm gonna take. I'm taking Honolulu. Okay. Same as me. All right. Who are some players to watch in this region? So for me, I mean, there's Dylan Devine. There's, uh, there's Daniel Michael, there's Justin Anderson. I mean, there's some, there's some really good players. I love what Clearwater's done. Just, you know, transitioning from their Raposo centered attack and really, really leaning on Cody Peters this year. Um, I think he's really good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good players, and
1: you know Steven Stewart, that freshman. He's yep. he, he's not going to disappear. Um, he's going to put up numbers. So so we'll see if he can actually make it happen for his team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some really really good players. I love the freshman Christian Cortez. I think he'll be really good. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. in. Next up, we're going to go and talk about um, we're going to talk about Region One.